Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Toddler Purgatory, a.k.a. Todd Pergs. I'm one of your hosts, Molly. Todd Pergs, Blair here. How are we? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm tired. I'm in the middle of virtual learning hell. Sorry. No. I said it there. It's all right. H-E double hockey sticks of virtual. <sighs> What's that song by Jamaica? Virtual insanity? Virtual insanity now. Always. That's me. Virtual insanity. Great video. Great video. He's cute, too. You can see him under all that hat. But he's really cute. Yeah. Virtual learning is part of what we're dealing with in life today and talking about on the pod today. Yes, we are. Apropos. So apropos of what we'll be discussing, which is, to be honest, specifically working moms, working parents to a certain extent, of course, we are aware that in many households, the mother is, if there's a female in the household, is disproportionately carrying the weight of keeping the family going, particularly in these times of people th- of doing things like virtual learning, of having kids home that are supposed to be in school, all that kind of thing. And a lot of people are back at work. So it is a perpetual struggle and one that we certainly feel most acutely right now, which is trying to get that balance, uh, hearty har har, mm. of being <laughs> someone who is a parent who also works and someone who is a worker who also parents. You know what it is too, Molly? Like, I think a lot of this mental stress is the fact that we don't have the rule books. We don't have the guidebooks for any of this. We are just figuring it out and making it up as we go. And it's exhausting. You mean like being a working mom in general or particularly during this time? Particularly during this time. Oh yeah, it's nuts. And also being a working mom in general, because I think that like, especially, I don't know if you feel this way, but like with my mom, with my mom's generation, it was like they were all for it, right? Work, ladies, work and show them. And we are equal, right? And they paved that way. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, yes, now show us the money, right? (laughs) Show us, you know, we're done proving it. We're here. It's obvious. Now show us the money. Show us, you know, so it's like, it's just different now. And this pandemic has really kind of kicked any kind of, I hate to use the word equality because it's not equal, but like any kind of forward motion that we've spent the last 50 years moving forward has kicked us out at the knees. So on that note, that's fun. But listen, as always on Toddler Purgatory, we always emphasize you are not alone. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, in 2020, mothers of older children remain more likely to participate in the labor force than mothers with younger children. That's understandable. The participation rate for mothers with children under age six is about 65.8%. And then mothers whose youngest child was between the ages of six and 17, that's 75.4% of them. So that tells you, as Margaret says... This is just a season. This is not forever, right? So if you are at home with your headphones on, working while your kids are working next to you and doing virtual learning and everything is mayhem, just hang on. It's just a season. And a lot of us are working full time. 77.5% of these working mothers with kids under age six are working full time. So most of us are working full time. So listen, you are so not alone. If you are someone who is able to not work or maybe balancing paying for childcare versus staying home with your kids, I mean, it's unbelievable how sometimes we have to make that choice, right? 
So just know that we're thinking about you too and hoping that, you know, maybe if you have a side hustle or a hobby that you'd like to turn into a side hustle or you're getting back into the workforce, that this episode will be helpful to you as well. So we put a request on Facebook for people to let us know what things they do in their day to try and get a little bit closer to that elusive balance between motherhood or parenthood and work. And the thing that really stood out to me and really I identified with, and I feel like you will too, Blair, is the people who said it isn't as if they just have to work. Of course, you know, many of us have to work, but also they want to work. It's part of their identity as a human being that has nothing to do with them being a mother. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, gosh, Blair. So Blair and I are both actors. We've been very lucky enough to work with each other quite a few times. And I hope to in the future. And so I know about how passionate Blair is about her work as much as I am about mine. And it is part of who I am. And getting back to work once schools reopened and my son was able to go back to school and then I was able to start, you know, working more and also just more in a concentrated way. Like I was able to actually focus on it when I was working. Right. Mm -hmm. It saved me in some ways from losing my mind, like to not only have that routine and the practice of going to work, but also like that's part of my identity. Yeah. As a human being. Yeah. And here's an unpopular opinion to some. I don't sometimes identify as mom first. I love being a mother. I love everything that comes with being a mother, but it is not who I am all of the time. Mm -hmm. And I really do. I love being defined by the fact that I'm an actor. I love being defined by the fact that I'm an artist, that I'm a creator. Yeah, I created some kids. (laughs) And that was one of your best creations. One of my best. Thank (laughs) you very much. But it's also like it is so important to me. And when I don't have that option, yeah, it does things to my psyche. Yes. And soul. Yes. (laughs) And so I think going back to work was crucial to a lot of people. So here we are kind of still in this madness of the pandemic and wanting to, you know, something like, I can't remember where I read this, maybe like APnews.com or something. They said that the 4% of total females in the workforce have left the workforce during the pandemic, whereas only 1% of males in the workforce have. So this pandemic has disproportionately affected Mm -hmm. women and women in the workplace. But it's because we were faced with like one or the other. Choosing, yeah. Which is bananas. Bananas. So we have four kids and we can't pay to have somebody sit with them by their computers. Blair, you've been living this this week. Like, tell our listeners about what you told me, how you just like hung out in the background just out of frame. Well, I thought that I was just, you know, I thought that I would have to like, you know, watch over them, you know, like monitor, check in. You know, I'd still be able to get my stuff done. Not the case. I literally was sitting in our kitchen on a stool just out of frame and literally just like monitoring him, watching him, making sure that he was paying attention, making sure he was on the right page of the book, making sure he had the right crayons. I mean, it was just, and it definitely wasn't like helicopter parenting. It was the fact that this kid is not used to this kind of work environment. Mm -hmm. He's at home. His little sister's running around because I didn't have my nanny today. So I had her. She's running around and it's just basically to keep him on task and to not bother the other kids and to also not bother his teacher. It's just I'm out. Is it when I tap out (laughs) or what do we used to do in volleyball in high school? Side out, rotate. It's wild. And then... We are in some ways privileged because as actors, we work very hard when we're working. And then when we're not working, we are 
working on auditions or we are working on our craft or we are teaching our craft or, Mm -hmm. you know, things, you know, having to do with our craft. But you have the privilege of being able to be home for that. So thinking about the parents who can't do that. Yes. Who either have to leave their jobs or their stay at home parents. One of the parents who responded, Sean says, I work from home and had some idea in my head because my mom was a stay-at-home mom that I needed to figure out a way not to use outside childcare. So I worked at all hours while the kids were sleeping. Sort of worked with one kid. It did not work with two kids. She says, I had all these thoughts about kiddos feeling abandoned, but I loved my job and my kids. Mm-hmm. And needed to figure something out. It took trial and error, but I got a great childcare situation figured out. And now my kids have great care while I get to work normal hours and be present for them when I'm off work. Isn't that the goal? That is the goal. And there are people out there whose love of their job is to take care of children. Yes. Someone actually loves doing this for a job. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Can I tell you something? We are so grateful every day for my kids' teachers and all teachers everywhere, specifically, obviously, Mm -hmm. how it affects us is his teachers are so great. Blair, have you ever thought about what you would be if you weren't an actor and if money had nothing to do with it? I'd be a professional sleeper. Do they have those? I bet they do. You mean like take sleep studies and stuff? I mean, like, yeah. Or I would just like sleep. Mm-hmm. And I'd have a boss who'd be like, why aren't you sleeping? And I'd be like, I'm getting to it. Why was your boss so mean? I don't know. That is very much the voice I use when I'm playing Mr. Krupp, Principal Krupp in Captain Underpants. <laughs> <laughs> he changes into Captain Underpants. That's not a spoiler. It happens in like the first three pages of book one. But yeah. Well, now we know. Now we know. Now we know. No, this is out <laughs> on the table. So yeah. So it's about not even just about being as good a parent as you can to your kids, but it's also about being as good of an employee or employer in your business, growing your business. As Sean says, taking it has allowed her to grow the business and take on additional opportunities. Well, the great news is that we have so many wonderful people in the What Fresh Hell and Toddler Purgatory universe, our listeners. You know I'm talking about you. Yeah, you. You feel my hot breath on your neck? (laughs) That got creepy. In your ears. To give us all these fantastic ideas. Everybody has such a different situation, whether they're a stay-at-home parent, whether they're going to work part-time. One woman wrote and said that she goes to work part-time. Her partner, I believe her husband, works full-time, but they also own another business together and she has side hustles. I was like, get it. Get it. Killing it. And they have kids. So like, and so many people, oh, this was the best though, of course, which I also identified with, which was the people who said in response to our Facebook query. So it can often seem unreachable. When we get back, we're going to talk about how we can reach it. And y'all know it's baby steps. Teeny tiny ones. You know, the thing I like to do is to create humongous obstacles for myself (laughs) by saying, I can't do it. I can't find balance. I guess I'll just go to bed. I'm done. Good night. Good night. Professional sleeper. Good night. (laughs) But our listeners have made some really great suggestions of some baby steps, some little changes that we can make to try and find this balance and still be, uh, you know, the best parent we can be and the best worker we can be. When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. 
Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Welcome back to Toddler Purgatory, where we are talking about finding that mom work-life balance, right? that thing in between all the priorities and responsibilities that we have to take care of ourselves. It's so easy. Do you remember that bird they were trying to get and up? It's like this beautiful, multicolored, multi... Oh, yeah, yeah. Kevin? Yes. (laughs) That's what work-life balance feels like to me. Like this elusive, gorgeous bird. 100%. I know it's real. I can hear it calling out at night. But I could never seem to get my hands on it. (laughs) But my kids do, and they call him Kevin. We got some really great listener responses off of our our Facebook query. And, you know, one of the big things that came up was, like, about managing your time. So you have time to do non-mom stuff, right? Like, uh, Lauren says, as much as I'm not a morning person, hear, hear, toot, toot, beep, beep, Lauren. Woo. Ding, 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 ding. No, no. Me gusta. Getting up at least an hour before my toddler wakes up, which is at 6 a.m. Wow. Kudos. Bye-bye. Kudos. Is absolutely necessary. Whether I have some time to work out, shower, or drink coffee in peace, it's 100% crucial to my day. Yes. You know, we have had that come up in previous episodes. Yeah. And you and I sort of <laughs> we're like chuckle. No, we're going to fix. We chuckle about it, but I got to tell you something, Blair. I feel like it comes up enough it's, that maybe it, you and I are in the wrong. We have to do it. I know we're doing it wrong. Cause why is it? Because every time, every morning, I'm like harumph because I don't have enough time yep. to make, to enjoy my coffee in peace. I don't have enough time. I had to get a Yeti. Just because I had to keep my coffee warm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just recently read a thing on the cut about thermal, like, insulated coffee cups and which one was the best. And Yeti Rambler was number one. I think that's it. I think that's what I have. Because I put mixed cocktails with ice in them and my coffee. Same time or different times? Cold. Same time. Sometimes. No. (laughs) It keeps it hotter than hot. And it keeps my ice cold. And there. For like hours, they said. And the big thing that put it over the top from some of the other ones that were good was that it didn't have a coffee taste. Because you know how some of these thermal things will keep a coffee taste? Yes. No, it doesn't. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the other thing was that it really did well in like the drop test. They dropped them from a certain height or whatever. And the Yeti Rambler was like super tough, where some of the other ones kept hot and cold for long periods of time. But the drop test, like the bottom cracked off or there was a huge dent in it or it just be- didn't become stable anymore. That would be rolling on the bottom kind of thing. 
Mm. Yeah, no, the Yeti's great. Well, my kid wakes up at seven. So I kudos to Lauren for waking up an hour before her kid wakes up because that's 5 a.m., girl. And then, you know, other people said the same thing. This woman named Sarah agreed and said it has changed her life. Blair, it changed her life. We got to do it. <sighs> okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. For me, it all starts with the night before. I got to go to bed earlier. Got to go to bed earlier. Stop the scroll. Stop the scroll. Yes. Hashtag stop the scroll. Mm. The other thing is on the other end of the day, Sarah, I believe it's the same Sarah who chimed in to the morning one. She says that keeping a consistent and early bedtime for the kids is essential. She says, if I don't get that time at the end of the day, I can't get anything else done besides mom stuff. Mm. Yes, that is so true. True. That's where I get like my stuff going. That's when my brain is like, oh, okay, girl, let's go. As opposed to the morning. I know. But I, that is an interesting thing to think about like... If I set the alarm for a god-awful hour, but then I get up and I, like, can shower without yeah. the door constantly being opened by either my son or my dog, <laughs> that might be nice. Yeah. Or actually getting some exercise in. But the consistent bedtime is so good. Obviously, we had a sleep episode, which was awesome, with Becca Campbell. So good. So go back and find that because it's brilliant. But that consistent and early bedtime, my best friend, Karen, has three boys. They're older now, but when they were younger, their bedtime across the board was 6.45. Wow. Yes, girl. But we learned that from Becca Campbell, that kids should be going to sleep between 6.30 and 8.00. And that taught me a lot. And if my kid goes to bed at 8.30 now, he does get that little second wind buzz. And it's much harder to put him to bed. If he goes to bed and lights out and everything we've done the routine and it's between 7.30 and 8, he will absolutely crash out by himself. Yeah. And you have so much. If you were getting your kids to bed by 7.30, you have so much time. Yeah. You can get to bed by 10.30 and you will be golden. You could be... <sighs> The sky's the limit, y'all. Sky's the limit. Let me tell you something. That's some good mom work balance right there, for sure. And it could be time with your partner. It could be finishing up your work from the day if you had to do that. Hopefully, it's just putting your feet up and having half a glass of uh, red wine from a box, if you're me. From a box. And watching a Netflix show, if that's what gives you happiness. Yes. Like, whatever the thing is that gives you that happiness. A lot of people said you have to make time to do the things that make you happy. For sure. You have to prioritize your happiness. Claudia says some of her favorite things are, well, you know we love number one, listening to toddler purgatory on her commute. What up, Claudia? Oh, go on, girl. Thank you. Hey, girl. (laughs) Another thing she does, which I also do, which is eating a special treat, even if it's small, every night. Mm -hmm. And we definitely do that. For me, it's a sweet treat. For my husband, it's a salty treat because he loves like just a small bowl of tortilla chips and a little guac or something. Mm. Whereas I am a huge fan of just having a little piece of chocolate or something. And then she says, but mostly what she gives her great happiness is talking to her best friend. It's making the time to keep the connections with your friends. True that. Yes. There's nothing that I actually love more then when I've had a tough day or I'm having a tough day or I'm not even, it doesn't even have to be tough. It just has to be a day, which I have a lot of. And then I get, you know, someone like starts in on our girls chat and it like lasts, you know, a couple hours, you know, not like continuous, but you know, everyone's like chiming in. If there's just something that just like, I just feel reconnected to my base, yep. to what I started off as before I became a mom and a wife and all the things that came along with it. So it's just really nice. And I got some real funny friends. So we, you know, even me and you, Molly, like sometimes we just like chit chat, send each other texts. And it's just like, it's so nice to just like have a nice guffaw in the middle of my day. And I will say that 
I never knew that one of my strengths was finding funny gifs to send you. But I think it might be. It's you're pretty good at. It. I was like, I know which one to send, and I'm like laughing to myself. <laughs> She's gonna love this. I get all, and then I just sit and wait for her to respond. <laughs> Five hours later, <laughs> but it is true. Whether it's that taking that time to have text with your group of friends from college or from high school or from work or whatever, and a lot of people said they make sure that they do not move their monthly for lack of a better phrase, girls' night or guys' night or friends' night or whatever you do, Mm -hmm. but to not move that. And I have to tell you, I have a group, I have three girlfriends who live in the next town over where I used to live, and we've gotten together just a couple times, but like over the last couple months, maybe twice, and I like miss them. I can't Mm -hmm. wait to set up the next one. Mm -hmm. It is truly a light in times that are sometimes dark. So if you, you know, we also did a episode on parent posses and Girl groups, girl tribes. So go back and listen for that too, because that had a lot of great tips. If you don't have one of those text groups or a group to meet up with at the park or whatever, we give you some great ideas on how to find them. Find like-minded souls. But yeah, whatever that reaching out is that brings you happiness, prioritize that. Even if it's just once a month, even if it's just sitting and having coffee. You know, I had a coffee with my girlfriend two days ago and it just... It does something for you. It's like a soul rejuvenation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you know, one of our listeners, Diana, says she kind of crosses over the two. She makes sure that she makes play dates with moms that she is friends with. So it's social time for her too. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we can get a little balance by having play dates so our kids benefit and we get to sit and chat and sip our coffee and just gab. Just gab. Bridget here. Girl, I wish I was... Can I just come hang out with you? She works out three times a week and she shouts out her partner who helps her get that done. That's another thing I have to add to my list, but that is like so great that she prioritizes that. And especially now, right now, when like endorphins and serotonin... Oh, yes. And fresh air and just like moving your body is so essential. Yes. That's just so important too. So important. Helps. so, And it's good like alone time. Yes. It's me time. Working out is, yeah, is such good like me time. We have a foster dog right now who Blair is very aware of because so cute. Shaka is very cute, but he is very verbal. He talks to you. Mm. He talks to you while you're trying to record a podcast. <laughs> but I have to tell you, when I have to walk him, I actually feel that same way. I'm like, oh, this is nice. The last couple times, it's sometimes I'm like, maybe this isn't safe because I think you're supposed to have your phone on with you for emergencies. But I'm like, I'm just going around the block with Shaka. I'm not going to bring my phone. I'm just going to like have it be chill out time. One time I think I brought, I don't have a Yeti Rambler, but I brought my little thing of coffee and stuff and that was me time. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's whatever that walk around the block is for you. Yeah. Um, Whether it's running, it used to be my me time, working out. And I like that you mentioned, Blair, that Bridget really has, you know, is lucky enough to be able to enlist the help of her husband, her partner, to help cover the kids while she does that because she's made it clear that that's what's important to her. Right. And essential to her. Yes. And that's our next big thing that we learned from the listeners of Toddler Purgatory was that you, if you can get some help, try to ask for help, whether it be from a partner from a neighbor, one person had this wonderful um, description of her neighborhood that when she was super pregnant, her neighbors would come and like shovel her walk because they knew her like they all knew each other. They had a neighborhood group. Call on the people around you if you can, wh- whoever that may be. If you have a partner, that could be someone. If it's family who's around, if it's neighbors, if it's your mom group, 
enlist the help of others. Sometimes it's just like we have this great neighbor who lives next door. And I know that if I need an hour, I can bring my kid there and she'll totally hang out with them. It'll be special for him and special for her. Same here. Yeah. It's great. And we have our nanny nanny, Miss Paulette. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Let me tell you this. Miss Paulette not only takes amazing care of us, but she also makes authentic Jamaican rum cakes that are to die for. Why didn't I know this? I think I've just been keeping it to myself because it is just that special. But, um, well, secrets out. Secrets out. I'll make sure Miss Paulette sends you a little, <laughs> little cake, baby girl. <laughs> but I must say, like, especially this week that I've had to monitor my son, just sit there. And the whole time I'm thinking to myself, she must be like, why is this woman paying me, you know, to watch her daughter while she just sits here? But at the end of my day yesterday before she left, she asked me if I was okay, you know? And I was just like, and I said to her, I was like, yeah, I'm just so tired. And I just thought that this would be different. And I, she's like, it's okay. She's like, it's okay. She was like, you do what you need to do. You know, I'm here. I was just like, oh boy. But it's that support. It's that support. And she's completely fine with it. And she's not judging me. And as I'm judging myself, but she's like, you know, I'm here. I got you. You know, whatever you need. It's just, yeah. One of our listeners said the same thing that putting your headphones on and doing work and knowing that the nanny has, is in control. So unless it's an emergency, if she hears crying, she doesn't stop working because she has coverage. Also, when you're trying to think about budgeting it, remember, this is for a limited time. It's a season for sure. This is a season. You're only going to need coverage like this for a little bit of time before your kid starts going to school or camp or then, you know, is even older. So if you can try and think of it, this is not a forever situation. Yeah. The big thing I got from our listener responses was when you can outsource. So our listener, Nikki, says, I cringe at how much we spend on childcare to make this manageable, but I also remind myself that it's only for a few years. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't survive without all this help. Absolutely. So do what you can. And you know, Lynn, also my mom's name, shout out to Lynn's everywhere. Our listener, Lynn, says, which I think is a great alternative and might make it affordable for more people, which is she has a mother's helper. Ah, yes. Right? This can be like a 12-year-old. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you're home. So she says a neighbor girl comes over and helps with the kids after school. She gets babysitting experience for when she's old enough to be alone with kids and I get to get things done. Mm -hmm. I'm still at the house if she needs help with anything, but having someone to play with the kids is great. Crucial. I used to do that when I was a young kid. I did too. When I was like 11. Mm -hmm. And some of the kids were, you know, seven maybe. And it was just those few years because then I could go outside with them. And then the mom or dad could be gardening or fixing stuff for. Yep. I think one of my neighbors, I walked down the street. It was less than a half a mile and they were like renovating their house. So I just had to have, keep the kids out of the house. And we had a blast. Great. I loved it. Yeah. And you don't have to pay them as much. I don't know how much it is. You'd have to look it up and talk to people in your neighborhood. But I feel like it's like half the rate or maybe a little over half the rate of a regular babysitter. So that could be a real money saver for you. Well, back in my day, I didn't get paid. You didn't? (laughs) Oh, I got like a couple bucks an hour because it was the 1930s. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't get paid. I got paid to babysit, but when I was mother's helping, I was just like there. Because you were like logging hours essentially for future babysitting jobs. And then I would just get like free food and stuff. I would raid snack jars and stuff for sure. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. And the other houses always had, I don't know if they were better snacks, but they were definitely different snacks. And that felt better. Better. Definitely better. Definitely. (laughs) Definitely better. (laughs) So the big thing is, the big overall arching theme of this last one that we're talking about is 
Try and get some help if you can afford it. Ask for help if you can, even if it's just a neighbor, you know, hanging out with your kid while you get stuff done. And the other thing is don't be afraid to partner with your partner if you have a partner or a roommate or whoever you live with. Trade off weekend time alone with your partner, even if it's an hour, just so you can just go and stretch your legs at the park or something. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, you know, one of our readers said that their husband noticed that they were taking the bulk of the chores. Not even the bulk of the chores, but like the labor heavy ones, the things that cause you to spend all your time in the kitchen or all your time in, you know, doing laundry. And so that partner noticed that, kudos to that partner, partner of the year, and said, hey, hey, let's share this load. Mm. Thank you, partner. Yeah, so partner, outsource, and of course, some great outsourcing examples are if you can get a housekeeper like once a week, even if it's just someone to help you, mm-hmm. you know, and then the other thing, of course, is just using those free or very low priced grocery pickups. Yeah. Then you can sit snuggled in bed with your heating pad on your back like I do <laughs> <laughs> and place your grocery order. That'll really, you know, take that off of your shoulders as well. And then the next day you can go and pick it up and boom, that's one less thing. There's even one here. I know in New York City and in parts of, of Jersey, there's a thing called Postmates. It's like a courier service. Yeah. Depending on what it is, it can be a little pricey. But like, I've been in like binds. I've been like, can you go to Target and grab me X, Y, Z, right? And is it like a person who goes, grabs it and brings it to you? Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's quite nice. If you can, there's an app for it. So do it. If you can. So we have more great ideas for you when we get back. Stick around. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're, Amy, more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model. So that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Welcome back to Solid Purgatory, where we're talking about that mom work-life balance. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm, we're going to get into mm-hmm. like the idea of like systems. Yes. Making systems work. 
systems, systems, systems. Yeah, like routines. It's all about, you know what it is? It is not my sweet spot, mm. but apparently it's about planning. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not mine. Yes. Our listener, Katie, with a C, which is very cool, calls them systems for pain points, which made me laugh very hard. Because <laughs> it's like, <laughs> there are those things in your life where you're like, ugh, groan. <sighs> and for me, it's 430 when I have not thought about dinner. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. I'm not good about that. Katie mentions having clean school uniforms. Mm. A couple times it happened to her where she was like, oh my gosh, you know, the morning of school and there are no clean uniforms. Yep. So she realized quickly the importance of systems for those pain points. <laughs> Listen, call it what it is. It's so true. Yep. She also mentions, and this is something I'm going to steal. So thank you, Katie, with a C. Daily themes for meal planning. So here's my thing. I'm always like, oh God, I don't want to sit down on Sunday because I'm lazy mostly to like plan what we're going to have like Monday beef borging not <laughs> Tuesday <laughs> blah 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 because I'm not like I'm not someone who as you know Blair spends a lot of time slash enjoys planning meals I like cooking when I have to like it's fun but I'm also like ah, it's not my strengths lie elsewhere right so I love her idea of daily themes for me- meal planning so she says Monday they do a pasta Smart. Tuesday, they do some kind of taco action. Smart. And you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to write it on the whiteboard, I swear, tonight and be like, yeah. run it by my husband, who I know will love it because yeah. we're all about Taco Tuesdays. <laughs> but like then Sunday, we can sit down and we don't have to be like, uh-uh, we have to come up with five original meal ideas because we know Monday's going to be a pasta. I love that. Right. And then you can also get, because what I run into is I'm the brains of the family when it comes to mm-hmm. meals. If you do it that way, then you can get suggestions. What do you mean? Instead of like, oh, what do you want tonight? Instead of that, it's like, oh, Monday's pasta night. What kind of pasta would you like? What kind of pastas do you have been in your registry that you might want to check out? Taco Tuesday? Want beef chicken or pork or shrimp? You know what I mean? Because I hate when it's like constantly like, what do you guys want? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Great. I'm on it. (laughs) That's great. I love it. Daily themes for meal planning. Done. Mariana meal plans and, you know, like on a Sunday, places her grocery order, and then she plans her grocery pickup during nap time so her kids asleep in the car, she can listen to the pod. Shout out, Mariana. All right, Mariana. We see you. We see Thanks, you. girl. Thank you. The meals are real good. Yes. <laughs> and then under the systems ideas, Casey, one of our listeners, she keeps two quick meal options in the freezer at all times for decision fatigue days. So smart. Smart. We keep those. Actually, one of our sponsors, Snow Days Pizza Rolls. Oh, yeah. We do, too. We have those. And then also, they're like these frozen pasta wheels. They like hide vegetables inside of them. Nice. My kids go cuckoo bananas for them. And when I am tired and I'm eating just like whatever in the fridge and I know that they're not going to like it, pop it, cut up some cucumbers, some carrots, done. Can I tell you, cucumbers and carrots is so often my like quote-unquote, vegetable serving. So often. Uh, yeah, it is. Especially those mini cukes. So easy to cut up. So good. So easy. And they love it. And then, of course, there are going to be those times, particularly now during this dang-dang pandemic, where you have to do two things at once. Or three. Or four. Or five. So one of our listeners, Kelly, highly suggests Bluetooth headphones. You know why? Hands-free. Gotta get hands-free. She says, I've changed many a diaper while simultaneously delegating tasks to my work team. They don't need to know what you're doing. But kudos to you, Kelly, for doing it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Man, everybody's home now. 
Everybody needs all their hands. <laughs> I need all my hands. Or as I tell my kids, I am not an octopus. So do what you can. You know, if you can afford them, great. I have seen Bluetooth headphones at Marshall's on clearance. Big Lots, I have seen Bluetooth headphones. So if that is something that will benefit you and help you be you easier, maybe that's something you can put on your list for things to buy when you got the moolah. And I think the biggest overriding... Blair, I don't know if you thought this as well, what your main takeaway was. But one of my main takeaways besides planning meals, <laughs> which I'm going to do, was also that you have to manage everybody's expectations, including your own. For sure. At least a couple of listeners use the exact words, it's okay to lower the bar. Lower that bar. Real low. Take it downtown. Yep. And somebody said, lower it. And when things get into a routine and get easier, don't raise it again. Leave it there. <laughs> I love that. Don't move it. Don't do it. Because all we can do is our best. And trust me, your best is so good. And it's enough. It's better than what your kids can do. <laughs> <laughs> so for yourself, don't hold yourself to such high expectations that you make yourself nuts. The other thing I read, which I thought was great, was setting boundaries also for your work team. Don't be afraid to say, hey, between 2.30 p.m. and 3.30 p.m., I'm unavailable. I'm picking my kid up and I'm hearing about their day. I'm getting there. I'm home. I will check emails at 3.30. Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of thing. When you put your phone down, when you put your, you know, I almost said Blackberry. Are those around? You know what? I just read an article that said that they are <gasps> shutting down the system for like certain generations of Blackberry. That's so funny that you mentioned that. Yep. It's still a thing, but. <laughs> 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 All right, P. Blackberry. Anyway, don't put your Blackberry down. Put down your whatever you use for work so that you can really devote that time and know that there's an end time to it as well because you've set early and reasonable bedtimes, right? So like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. plan and delegate your time and give yourself a break. If everything isn't perfect all the time, it's all good. As our listener Diana says, it's not life or death and that email can wait until tomorrow. That is for sure. And it's so true that hasn't, this pandemic is, you know, the worst experience of any of our lives, more than likely. But also the silver lining of it is that it has put so many things into perspective. For sure. It's really interesting to be able to look and see about the people, the women and men as well, but mostly women who have left the workforce because they had to choose how many of them are going to go back. How many of them might decide to make their side hustle their main gig? How this pandemic has put into perspective what's important. It's wild to me. It's wild. It's wild. That email can wait. Yeah. It all can wait, for sure. Well, we hope that we have given you some food for thought. Good luck finding that balance, babies. <laughs> I loved these <laughs> suggestions. Me too. And it seemed so much about breathing, not putting crazy expectations on yourself so that you feel like you're not doing a good job, you're doing a great job. Just do what you can. Set up those boundaries. Yep. Set up boundaries and list the help of others. Mm. If, you know, outsource if you can afford to do that, if you have that in your budget, you know, right now, you can also remember to base your budget on the fact that this is a season. So this isn't going to be forever that you need to pay for that childcare or that housekeeper or whatever. Mm -hmm. So maybe that'll help you to do that. Maybe you can do something like the cute kid, 11 year old kid down the street. Maybe he wants to come and hang out with your kid. For an hour after school, twice a week, do what you can to get through it and to try and find that balance in your life. We're with you. Molly and I are going to get up at five o'clock in the morning and take showers and drink coffee in peace. Never say that again. <laughs> you shut that mouth. <laughs> 
Maybe like, let's start with 15 minutes. Okay, we can do that. Oh, my stomach clenched when I even said that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening. We appreciate you so much, so much. Listen, review, rate, and subscribe where you listen to podcasts. Hit up our merch store. Join our Facebook group. Y'all, we love you so much. Thank you for being here. Yes, we'll see you next time. Take it easy. Real truth alert, pregnancy, birth, and having a baby isn't all sunshine and rainbows. I wish it were, but the reality is that many people struggle and suffer through this time without the right help or even knowing what they're dealing with. I'm perinatal psychologist, Dr. Katayun Kayani, also known as Dr. Kat. My podcast, Mom in Mind, aims to shine a light on the difficult reality that so many hopeful and new parents experience and raise the volume on how we can better support mental health, which is a big part of our overall health. Episodes include personal stories from people who have healed through things like pregnancy and postpartum anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so much more. I also talk with specialists and experts who explain and educate on these conditions. All of this to support parents to know that they are not alone, that healing is possible, and there are resources that can help you today. Listen into Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and, more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests, too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.